you are listening to the best OBGYN podcast. Welcome back to our show, everyone. And in this episode, we're going to be covering the strange but well-described syndrome called the mirror syndrome, otherwise known as Ballantine phenomenon. Mirror syndrome is a rare complication of fetal hydropes appearing as a triple edema syndrome, which is fetal, placental, as well as maternal. This is a case in which the mother mirrors the hydropic fetal effect. The syndrome was first described in 1892 by the Scottish obstetrician John William Ballantyne. Although the original syndrome was first described for RH isoimmunization-affected fetuses, there have been multiple fetal placental diseases related to mirror syndrome that can be classified into different diverse groups based on different etiologies. For example, cardiac failure associated with fetal anemia from Parvo B19 can cause fetal hydropes and give a mirror syndrome. Fetal alloimmune thrombocytopenia is yet another etiology. Hemoglobin Bart's disease and high output cardiac failure associated with certain shunting conditions like a chorioangioma or a twin to twin transfusion syndrome can lead to fetal hydropes fatalis and potentially the mirror syndrome. Lastly, fetal hydropes can be caused by fetal congenital anomalies, even fetal arrhythmias or cardiac defects. And lastly, the chaos syndrome, that's C-H-A-O-S, the chaos syndrome has been linked to fetal hydropes with the resulting mirror syndrome. Mirror syndrome maternal clinical picture includes peripheral edema, uterine distension, and rapid weight gain. Those nonspecific clinical features may lead to a misdiagnosis of preeclampsia, delaying diagnosis and therapy of mirror syndrome, and worsening fetal and maternal condition. Mirror syndrome does not usually present with hypertension, but blood pressure can be elevated and proteinuria can appear, resembling the clinical features of preeclampsia. Like in preeclampsia, laboratory findings may include proteinuria low platelet counts, and elevation of creatinine, hepatic enzymes, and even uric acid levels. All right, this is a good place to take a quick break, and when we're going to come back, we'll dive into the clinical picture a little bit more, possible etiologies, and of course, management. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. As we've already mentioned, mirror syndrome does have several overlapping features with preeclampsia, although hemoconcentration is much less likely with mirror syndrome than it is with preeclampsia. Additionally, the earliest occurrence time for mirror syndrome has been the 16th gestational week, much earlier than the usual and customary accepted norm for preeclampsia development, which is 20 weeks of gestation. Nonetheless, as we've already mentioned, laboratory data can overlap with an increase in maternal uric acid, 
proteinuria, and even clinical findings of preeclampsia like pulmonary edema. However, the clinical pearl is when these findings present in a patient with known fetal hydropes or hydropic placental mass, then importance to the diagnosis of possible mirror syndrome should be given over a primary diagnosis of preeclampsia. As for pathophysiology of mirror syndrome, it is largely unknown. However, there are theories that mirror the pathogenesis of preeclampsia, including an imbalance between angiogenic and anti-angiogenic factors. And of course, this can affect the circulating levels of soluble light tyrosine kinase 1 and other biomarkers that are abnormally affected in preeclampsia. So as of yet, we don't have a clear pathophysiology or a direct direct cause and effect linking fetal hydropes or hydropes of the placental mass to the condition. However, there are some vasospastic and some vasopermeable mechanisms that are shared with preeclampsia. Well, as we get into treatment, and as we near the end of the podcast, we do have to lay something out here. Mirror syndrome is associated with a marked increase in not only fetal mortality, but maternal morbidity, and in some cases, maternal mortality as well. So we have to be on the lookout for this in cases of fetal hydropes. Cases of severe pulmonary distress and even maternal cardiac failure have been reported as a consequence of late diagnosis of mirror syndrome. In absence of well-established guidelines regarding the diagnosis and management of mirror syndrome and based on published case reports, maternal symptoms seem to resolve either by treating the cause of fetal hydropes or in cases of fetal death or with delivery. Treatment is usually in the interest of the mother unless the fetus has a correctable condition while in utero. If the fetal condition is correctable, current data and experience from clinical practice support that fetal hydropes therapy, regardless of etiology, does improve fetal survival as well as maternal outcomes in mirror syndrome. Maternal symptoms improve dramatically after delivery or after spontaneous fetal death. In a publication, Braun et al. published that maternal symptoms associated with mirror syndrome disappeared shortly after treatment of the fetal condition or after fetal delivery with a mean of about 8 days. Now, sometimes delivery of the baby can be difficult due to massive fetal ascites causing delivery obstruction. Delivery is possible in these cases only after aspiration of acidic fluid from the baby in the vaginal canal. Obviously, this is traumatic not only for those affected, but also for the practitioners as well. Now, when the specific cause of fetal hydropes can be identified and corrected by in utero treatment, reversion of the Ballantine syndrome can occur. Fetal treatment by intrauterine transfusion for hydropes and the anemia caused by parvo infection and diamond blackfen anemia has led to the disappearance of the mirror syndrome. As we've mentioned, management for this condition is largely based on case reports. For example, it's been published that a placement of a fetal peritoneal amniotic fluid shunt has been successful in resolving the fetal hydropes and the maternal mirror syndrome. Obviously, this has been an isolated case. But nonetheless, in utero treatment of hydropic fetuses can result in disappearance of mirror syndrome. 
Now, when the specific cause of fetal hydropes cannot be identified and corrected, immediate delivery is necessary in order to avoid fetal death and severe maternal complications. As if the diagnosis of hydropes fatalis wasn't enough by itself, the condition of mirror syndrome can present itself. This is a severe and grave complication of unknown etiology, but with some proposed theories similar to the development of preeclampsia. Management depends on correction of the fetal hydropic condition if possible, and if it's not possible, urgent delivery to prevent further deterioration. Thanks for listening to this episode of Clinical Pearls, and we'll see you next time on the next episode.